How are you doing? You're good? Wow. I want to encourage you to come to the prayer meetings that are happening right now. Uh, there's a, a morning prayer meeting at 9 o'clock here. Some people come earlier in, in this morning right in the boardroom, right in the far corner. If you want to come to church a bit earlier, that's where a lot of the action takes place. I would love to encourage you to go. Then on a Tuesday night, every Tuesday night in term time, we have a meeting at 6, 6 to 7. Remember the seventh day of consecration, we do it every day, every week, but one day, only on a Tuesday from 6 to 7. Very prophetic uh, time. We had a lot of prophetic words. I'll share some of them right now. And it's just powerful time. The other one is Thursday, Thursday lunch, which Catherine and Sam lead uh, from 12 to um, one right here upstairs in the upper room, and then there's one up on Wednesday afternoon here at 3 p.m. Michelle leads that one, and Saturday, oh, sorry, Saturday, I'm sorry. Saturday afternoon here at 3 p.m. Uh, fortnightly, but we don't know when the fortnightly is though, but anyway, that's like that one. Uh, that's one of the problems with that, because how can you publish that whole thing? Um, and then uh, there's going to be some more prayer meetings. The thing is about becoming a house of prayer, what it means to become a house of prayer, that we have all kinds of prayer meetings. There's a prayer meeting on Thursdays uh, in uh, Kuswandi's house, right, you guys? Thursday, worship and prayer also in Lincoln. And there's also, uh, the sons also come together on Tuesday night, I think, to pray every other week. I mean, there's a lot of prayer meetings. That's what we want. We want to stir prayer. The more prayer is happening, the more worship is happening, the more we lean into the Holy Spirit, the more fire is going to be in this church, the more fire is going to be in your life. So don't stay away from this prayer meetings. That may even save your life. It's very powerful, very potent, and I really want to encourage you to be part of these prayer meetings. One of the words that came out, I saw on uh, Tuesday, I saw a uh, pressure cooker, and I saw this... This thing was going to blow already. Steam was starting to come out. There was this pressure cooker. And I felt there's a picture of our church, what God is doing. The pressure of the Holy Spirit is building in our midst, in your lives, my lives, in the church. And I mean, last Sunday was unbelievable. The worship, by the way, this morning was also amazing. Thank you so much for the team. You did amazing. Uh, so the thing is still building. And as we're seeking more, this thing is going to explode one time. It's going to go totally into Christchurch in full-blown revival. But the thing is, though, at the moment, it's just kind of... Kind of like this, it's going, it's going. And more and more we lean in, the more things are happening, the more things are happening in this cooker. And more in, li- in your life, things are cooking in your life. And it's just happening in this time. So watch this space. It's going to be absolutely amazing. And uh, by the way, there's only a few seats left for the uh, Warriors activation course that Norm is doing at the end of September. Catherine and I will be there. Uh, quite a few of these people will be there. Only 20 can come. Uh, but if you want to talk to me, and I'll let you know. Only, I think, two seats left uh, to go there in this way. The other thing was the picture of young adults on the stage and young people on the stage testifying about the Lord, testifying about the goodness of God. So we are believing for a powerful move of the Holy Spirit with our young people. So lean in, young people. They also on this side. I don't know why. Some of them, there's no more on this side. The young people lean into the Holy Spirit because God is about to do something in your lives. And so when the prophetic word comes, and we do this particularly on Tuesdays and also Thursdays, when the prophetic comes, we need to, we need to lean in. We need to kind of steward these things. They're don't always happen. It's a promise of God. It's not a fait accompli, which is French. That means it's already done. It is already done with God, but not with us. If we don't say the amen, nothing may happen. So the thing is, though, any prophetic word, we've got to lean into the prophetic word. The other prophetic word that happened, and I think it's so important, that's why I want to stir this before my message. And uh, we're a little bit late, sorry, somebody had some technical issues uh, from the beginning, so um, your lunch can wait. Uh, but one of the things that uh, Norm, Norm McLeod told us was about Isaiah 54, which is a verse and a scripture that we have often had, uh, like five years ago, 
ago, God spoke to us about enlarging our tent, and it was part of going into this building, into this church. But I want to quickly say this because I think it's a prophetic word over some people in this house. It says, sing, O childless woman or barren woman, you who have never given birth, break into loud and joyful song, O Jerusalem, you have never been in labor, for the desolate woman now has more children than the woman who lives with her husband, says the Lord. Enlarge your tent, enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home, and spare no expense, because you will soon be bursting at the seams. Your descendants will occupy other nations and resettle in the ruined cities in this way. I feel there's such a sense of what's going on right now. There's an increase happening. Not an increase and people coming into this church but also you find numerical but you also find there's an increase in the capacity in the spirit there's a spiritual awakening if you like in the thing there's a spiritual awakening in my life so you're going to get it whether you like it or not and so I'll lead the way just, just go for it let's go for it together and we go spiritual awakening but also just the spiritual water level of the Holy Spirit there's been words recently of Ezekiel this thing of you know we ankle deep and some are knee deep hey it may some start to wade a little bit um, about the hips you know but it's going to come a time and it's not that far away that we'll be all over and you'll be swimming in this river you'll have no control whatsoever here you can still stand and that's lovely Lord Jesus thank you for what you're doing it's still quite safe even the hips is safe but I'll tell you when you got jumping in the spirit and when you start diving in this whole thing and it comes all over you it's going to be amazing because you'll be in this river just being massaged by God and the Holy Spirit will do stuff in your life that you have never seen in your life amen now, what I like about this is the prophetic word of the barren woman. There was a, was a picture also shared about that. There's a barren woman, but then she gets children. And there's such a sense of health and, 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 and fruitfulness coming into some of... It's like a prophetic declaration of those of us who are struggling with barrenness. Now, not necessarily children, and if you do, take this word. Say, Lord, I'm I want a baby. We just had a grandson, you know, baby. If you want a baby, that's good. Make sure you're married. Have a baby. Um, yeah, I just want to just make sure, you know, like, just don't go out and just have babies. Just have, get married uh, to, to one woman, one guy, one guy and, and, then, and then have a baby. That's one of them. But the other thing is, too, is barrenness in your situation. Could be a business thing. Could be a work thing. Could be a relationship thing. Could be a financial thing. Whatever. There's barrenness. I, I feel it's a word for you today that God it will invade your place of want. I wrote this down. A place of wanting and provide blessing and provide provision for you. Isn't that good? So receive it right now by faith. That's how you receive it. And say, yes, Lord, may be done unto me. The same promise was, uh, that, that we have in Joshua, which we've been leaning into over the last couple of weeks, is Joshua 3.5. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourself for tomorrow. The Lord will do amazing things. Consecrate yourself. We had a beautiful series. I'm not going to talk about consecration today, but I want to say one thing about it. When we start consecrating our lives, when we start setting aside our lives, setting us apart in the secret place for God, then he will start do the miracles. Amen? Then he will start invading the land that God has for each one of us. The secret really is in the consecration. The secret is in the leaning in. When we consecrate our lives, we basically align ourselves to the will of God. Then we say to God in Matthew 6, your kingdom come, your will be done in my life and in my situation on earth as it is in heaven. Is this your longing? 
Is this the cry of your heart too? It's the cry of my heart. I don't know if it's the cry of your heart. It's the cry of my heart in this way. Jesus, have your way in my life. Lord, be Lord of my life. Have your way in every way. I want your ways in my life in Jesus' name. And I tell you, when we, when we put Jesus first in every area of our lives, then, the, then, then we've got right things will be right side up. Things will come into alignment in just a beautiful way. And we start living in divine order and living from a kingdom perspective. And then we start living the kingdom life. It's a new series we're starting today called The Kingdom Life. Called Kingdom Life. And today I want to talk about living a kingdom life. I just did the preparation for the next five weeks uh, just to kind of start. And I think it's a very powerful uh, foundation of where we fly from. It always starts with kingdom. It always starts with seek ye first the kingdom of God. And in Matthew 6, it's not that scripture, but another one. Our Father in heaven, we sang it before, hallowed be your name. Worship first always. Then your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So a kingdom life always starts with a focus on God. It always starts with Jesus first as the king of my heart. It always starts with our heavenly father, the love of the father, as you are a son and a daughter. It always starts with the Holy Spirit, the anointing and the empowerment and the love and this dear boo of the Holy Spirit in our lives in Jesus' name. This is what consecration is all about. When you start fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit more, it's amazing what happens in and through your life. That's why it is so important. It's not a performance thing. It's a yielding thing. It's a relational thing. Rational and the relationship things. So that's why we are going to keep on doing this this whole year. And if you don't get it by December, I'll give you private lessons in this way, I promise you. But you make sure, hopefully, at the end of this year, you'll get it. Anyway, that's all. We suffered for too long. We put the car before the horse. For too long, we've lived from earth to heaven. But Jesus invited us into a different place. He's invited us to live from heaven to earth. From live from heaven's reality into the reality of this earth into our lives in every way. It's your kingdom come into my life in every situation. God is the source of everything. So we want him to be first in everything. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Now, we either live from earth to heaven or we live from heaven to earth. And often there's a combination. How do you know if you're living from earth to heaven? Or from heaven to earth. How do you know? Well, one of the things I thought about as I was preparing this thing, one of the things you know is, is when you get a problem or you get into trouble, some pressure in your life, where do you go? Do you go to Facebook? Do you go to your friends? Do you go for the moaning and the groaning and the criticizing and all this kind of stuff? Or do you go to God? Do you go into the secret place? I don't understand. But the answer is, is with you, not with me. So are you going to lean into the Holy Spirit? Are you going to say, Lord, I trust your word. Actually, I trust you. I trust you in my life. Or are you going to run your own way, trying to do stuff in your own strength? No. It's going to God. I believe you. I trust you. I believe your word. I believe your promises, Lord. I don't want earthly solutions. I want solutions that come from you. Proverbs 3 is beautiful. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. What a powerful, what a beautiful promise and scriptures. Go to God. Trust him. 
Go to him. Don't lean on your own understanding. As we acknowledge him as Lord of our lives, as the provider of our lives, it's amazing what starts to happen in our lives. His ways are so much higher than our ways. Amen? And so we need to start learn to learn to live from heaven's reality, from heaven's reality, from kingdom reality, the supernatural reality of God that starts impacting our ordinary earthly lives, the supernatural invading the natural. The breakthrough and the miracles in our lives happen when we start to engage with heaven and then the miracles come because everything comes from heaven. Everything comes from his riches and glory. It's just the way it is. That's good. Let's worship. No, no, I'm not. We can keep talking. I could worship right now because it's beautiful. Okay, illustration. Because sometimes we struggle, right? Heaven to earth, earth to heaven. The disciples also struggled with this. Look at this. And after the feeding of the 5,000, there's a scripture and a story about the 5,000 feeding the 5,000. Jesus did in Matthew 14. Remember, there's five loaves, two fishes, and he says 5,000 men only, so about 20,000 people are there. And God provides, multiplies the food, and they still got 12 baskets left over, and blah, blah, blah. You know the story most likely. But you will not believe it. The next chapter is a similar story. Same story, similar story. But you know what happens? But you know what happens? The disciples start complaining. Look at this. Look at this. It's amazing. Here you go. Matthew 15. Jesus called the disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry so they may collapse on the way home. His disciples, look at this. His disciples answered, where could we get enough bread in this remote place to feed such a crowd? Really? They just, anyway, keep reading. Verse 34, how many, Jesus said, how many loaves do you have? Look at this. Oh, seven, they replied, and a few small fish. Can you believe this? They just had this miracle, right? The, the previous chapter, here they are in a different people. Now it's 4,000 people. Let's say about 16,000 people there, you know. And how, Lord, how are we going to do this whole thing right now? And Jesus says, are you blimmin' kidding me? Who stands in front of you? I am the bread of life. What are you talking about? Did you forget what happened just now? Are you blaming serious? Didn't you witness what I did just a chapter back? Well, he didn't say that because there was no chapters there. But, you know, a chapter back, the whole thing yesterday or whenever that was, you know. And didn't you think about this whole thing? You must be kidding me. Don't you know who stands in front of you? You know? Don't you know who you're hanging out with? I tell you, this is such a word for the church, for us. Don't you know who you're hanging out with? Don't you know who lives inside of you? The King of glory, Jesus Christ, by his powerful Holy Spirit, lives inside of you. The same spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you. The bread of life. He provides everything that we need. Romans 8, just to prove that to you, if you're still not sure that's real in the Bible. Romans 8, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Right? Bible. Done. 
I will do one more just for those cynics here. Colossians 1. This message was kept secret for centuries and generations past, but now it has been revealed to God's people. For God wanted them to know that the riches and glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. And this is the secret. Everybody say the secret. Christ lives in you. This gives you assurance of sharing his glory. Another translation says Christ in you, the hope of glory. But the whole point is he's in you. The whole point, the bread of life actually lives inside of you. He is absolutely awesome in your life. And sometimes we forget this and we go our merry way in an earthly life. And we forget that the kingdom of heaven lives inside of us. And we don't even know how to touch heaven. We don't even know how to bring heaven back into our lives. Colossians 1. There's a divine mystery. A secret surprise that has been concealed from the world for generations. But now... It's been revealed, unfolded, and manifested for every holy believer to experience. Look at this beautiful words. Living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory. This mystery of Christ embedded within you. Isn't that beautiful? He makes his bed in you. But anyway, embedded in you. Embedded within you is Christ who embedded within us, becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of glory for his people. And God wants everyone to know, come on, this is just amazing. A heavenly treasure chest filled with the riches of glory for us. For each one of us. A few years ago, David Mood had a picture about all these treasure chests that, and boxes that were in heaven. And they were being unloaded as we, by faith, uh, saw, saw them and were revealed to us. And then we, 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 we said, thank you very much, we'll have those. And, and God opened these things and they came into our lives. There's these treasure boxes. But this is a chest, treasure chest. This is so beautiful. You, know, you and I have so much access to the realities of heaven. It's inside of you. Even Norm agreed with me. It's behind your puku. Remember last week he said puku. As God is my witness. Right? Right? He did. You were there? No, you weren't there. You're not, you're not a woman. You're a woman. You're not a guy. He said it, right? He did. He said puku, even in this way. There's so much glory in the space of heaven, which is just behind your puku, behind your thing here. Heaven is everywhere. But Jesus says, streams of living water, the Holy Spirit will come from your innermost being. King James says, from your belly. Right here, it's Puku in Maori. So that's why it is. So that's where we are. So we live in the heavenly realm in this way. That's why Paul can say in Philippians 4.19, And the same God who takes care of me will supply all your and my needs according to his riches in glory which have been given to us in Jesus Christ. Hello. So where is everything coming from? Where is it coming from? Glorious riches in Christ, in heavenly places. It's in heaven. It comes from heaven. It's in Christ. It's through the finished works of Jesus Christ being given to us by grace. It's our rich inheritance. So, so what happens is the flow, I want you to see the main thing today is about the foundation, that the flow is not earth to heaven, it's heaven to earth. Everything gets provided from his place to our place. Amen? That's the key thing I want you to see today. Heaven, like this. God is the source of everything. I wish that we would be more heavenly-minded people. I called for two, two, two months ago. I said, guys, we've got to become more spiritual. But what I mean is this stuff. We've just got to be more spiritual. Because you're a spiritual being. You're born again of God. You're a spiritual being. You have a body. 
and you have a mind, a soul, but you are a spirit. If you could see your spirits, very big, by the way, they're very spirits, like angels. You're pretty big. Somebody saw his spirit a while back, and it's pretty powerful. Not a little, little thing like a little spirit, like, no, 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 you're powerful. You're like God. You're a little Christ. You are like God. You're born of God. You're his seed, so that's pretty powerful, right? That's who you are, and then you have a body and a soul. But that's why you're seated in heavenly places, not in your body. I'm not sitting in heaven. It's my spirit that is seated, amen, in heavenly places with him. But they say the saying goes like, hey, he's so heavenly minded that he's no earthly good. But I say the opposite. I say we are so earthly minded that we have no clue how to bring heaven to earth in this way. So I say we need to become a lot more heavenly minded, to be a lot more heavenly good. <laughs> this is good preaching, by the way. Some of you are like, some of you are like, yeah, yeah. It's like a bit excited today for Sunday morning. Do you have to be so excited? You know, it's the Sunday morning, you know, it's relaxing, you know, coffee and whatever. <laughs> heavenly minded. <laughs> hey, no, if we don't access this stuff, there's no impact on the earth. It's not going to happen. Is it? It's not going to happen. So we need to learn that our citizenship is in heaven. We need to learn what it means to live from heaven to earth. How to access the things of heaven. When you are citizens of a country, there are so many privileges. Amen? Because we, we are citizens in, of, of the kingdom. But I'm talking about the citizenship. I got three citizenships. One, I got a Dutch passport. I am a citizen of Holland, the Netherlands. Woohoo! Anybody else citizen of Holland in this place? Anybody else are you citizens? You are the one? Come on, Daniel. Citizen of Holland. When I go to Holland, Catherine's got to stand that line over there like a very long line. <laughs> I just walk the <laughs> straight through. Say, hey, Mr. Hoekendijk. Say, hello, Mr. Hoekendijk. Hey, Mr. Hoekendijk, welcome thuis. I go walk through the door and I'm home. In that country, because I have a passport. I'm a citizen of Holland with all the privileges, all the wonderful stuff. Woo! In me, in that. But there is more. I am also a Kiwi citizen now. <laughs> now, I remember the day, that, the days that we used to travel back. And we used to travel so much, you know, and we traveled back. And Catherine was a citizen of this country, but I was not. And so what happens was I walked... I, Right here, they go through this line, but this massive line over here, all these tourists. And Kathy says, bye-bye. And I go in this massive line, like, so I got to get myself a passport, you know, of this country, you know. So I got myself a passport, because now I go like her, straight through in this place. It's so good. It gives you access to a country, access to the privileges of this country. I tell you, I went the other day with Kuswandi and Bishan to Indonesia. The same happened. Now we're both not citizens. You guys just fly through. An hour. <laughs> we had to stand in this line. And there, everybody goes through. There's nobody there anymore. And all these, lo- these things are there. All these people are there too. Why can't you just serve us? No, no, no. you got to go here. So here we go. We're waiting for a long time. Blah, 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 blah. An hour, right? Blah, 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 blah. We come to the thing. Well, have you got a visa? I said, no. I mean... I don't know I have a visa. Yeah, yeah, there's, over there, there's a visa place. I said a few words they're not allowed to say here. Okay, so I got to go there. So we go all the way there to the visa thing, pay the money. It's only for the money, right? Because one is what more money. So I got these things here, a visa, and it's not like, okay, sir, come now through. No, no, stand in the back of the line again. 
I could not believe it. So here we are in this way. Because one of you already been like, you go so quickly through them. What I'm trying to say is I got a passport of heaven, a kingdom passport too. Have you got one? You got one, huh? Can you show me? Oh, you got one with me. I've got one with me all the time. My, my cue one. My cue one in this way. I have it all the time. Um, you know, I am a son. I am an heir of the kingdom of God. I'm an heir and I'm part of my daddy's kingdom. My daddy. He owns it all. He owns it all. So does he for you if you're a daughter of a son of God. Owns it all. Everything is for you. Everything is available for you. I've got this beautiful passport in this way. Philippians 3.20 says, but our citizenship is in heaven. And so this gives me access to everything in heaven. Now I want to tell you, there's an awful lot in heaven that is for us. Amen. I know people who've seen stuff. I can't see stuff. Maybe some of you have seen stuff in heaven. There's like, I understand there's like warehouses full of limbs who's seen that before anybody been to heaven and seen the limbs well what have you seen something in heaven not limbs the whole thing of the healing of course there's all these new limbs that are just available and 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 god is just sitting why is nobody claiming these things like warehouses full of them no serious because that's what happened i want i want a new heart a new new whatever they're all there. You can claim those things, you know. Anyway, heaven is full of the resources that we need in this life. There's access for us. We can now boldly come into the Father's house because of the blood of Jesus. It's so wonderful. That we, 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 are now, we can expect to pray for people and for them to be healed. It's our right. It's actually what God, Jesus, paid for. That's why we have communion. By his stripes, we are healed. We were healed last, last 2,000 years ago. We just didn't see the manifestation of it. But it's already done. It's all available in the heavenly realms. Provision, protection, strength, you name it. Everything God is and you're not is available. That's pretty cool, really. If you think about it, it's like that's an awful lot. The problem is we don't claim those things. We live so earthly-minded that we often don't go into the heavenly realms where you are seated with him anyway. But you know why we have all this stuff? It's because the covenant. I am a new creation, son of God. And because I have a covenant through Jesus Christ who's given this covenant to me. And this covenant gives me supernatural, heavenly realities that are embedded into this thing in my life. It is ours for the taking. So go get it, people. Go get it. Go get it. Go get it. Stop approaching this earthly life with earthly means and earthly resources all the time. We are seated in heavenly places. Don't you believe me? But God, you got a lot of scripture here. Almost done though. Uh, but God, almost done means like 10 minutes. Uh, but God who is rich in mercy because of, uh, we started late, so give me some. Here we go. But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love for us. Even when we didn't up trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you've been saved. Awesome. And raised us up together. Come on, let's say it together. Together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and the kindness towards us. It is time that the church starts to live the heavenly lifestyle, to get heaven come to earth. Your kingdom come in our lives, a place we live from all the time. So at the start of this kingdom life series, we need to understand that kingdom life starts with the kingdom realities, the heavenly realities, inviting, inviting, invading, inviting, but invading, uh, don't laugh at me, uh, invading my world, invading my world. 
Now we go for seek the kingdom. It's always like this. Seek the kingdom, Matthew 6. But first, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All the other things will be added onto you. Now all the other things, all the other things are in the heavenly realms. And the way he provides for you. There may be earthly things like clothing and whatever, but God provides those things for you. Or supernaturally, he'll do something for you. There's always something that God does for you. He's always working in your life. All these things are stored up for us. The focus has to always be kingdom first. Amen? Amen. Kingdom first. Heavenly realities first. Last scripture, I promise. And then we're going to have communion. It's a great scripture. Look at this. Colossians 3.1. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the heavenly realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. And we are sit seated there with him. But look at this. Think about the things of heaven and not the things of earth. Look at this, for you died to this life and your real life, which is your spiritual life, is now hidden with Christ in God. <laughs> you can't lose. You can't lose for one, you're dead. That's good. But you come alive to Christ. You're a new creation. You're born of God himself, incorruptible seed. You'll never die. You'll never die. Your body may die. will die, unless Christ comes back before that, you know. But the thing is, though, we are seated in Christ in God. In, in, some, in some places they would have a clap offering or they would uh, shout for joy to the Lord or, you know, it's like, come on, Jesus, it's so wonderful. Such a beautiful place to live from, Lord. We so bless your holy name. So God, this is living the kingdom life. And I'll tell you something else. The excess of it is the secret place. And that's the secret. It's the secret place. And I only got to see that really this year in the sense. That's the place of it, secret place. And what happens is when you have fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you engage with the life of God. That's the issue. When you have your earthly life, you're running around like a chuck without chopped off or whatever, and you do stuff, yeah, God is still with you. But the thing is though, when you engage with the Holy Spirit, then boldness comes and things can start to see. And you start opening your eyes and you see stuff you've never seen before. And opening your ears, you hear God saying stuff. And faith, faith comes by hearing his word. So if you want to have faith, then hearing the word of God, that happens by preaching like this. But it also happens in your secret place. You hear the words of God. You spend time with him in worship. You are actually spending time in that place. And then when you come to earth, I said, okay, like David, who am I need to slay right now? Who do I have to take out? Or who do, what do I have to do? But there's boldness, there's confidence because you've been in that place in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you that you're drawing us into your presence. Father, thank you that you are calling us to have Jesus first in our lives. And Lord, we yield to your presence. We yield to everything you have for us. Lord, we want to learn what it means to live from heaven to earth. We live from the heavenly realities to the earthly life. Help us, Lord, to understand this in a deep, deep way so we can live a kingdom life in full power and purity and power and honor and wisdom, Lord, and confidence and boldness. Lord, have your way, we pray, in our lives as we continue to consecrate our lives to you. Set apart for your glory. Set apart, Lord, for your mission in this world. In Jesus' name, amen.